Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me, for the first time in a while, this, this threesome of Jansen Mizrak, Peter Donahue. Guys, Thank you, Andy. Pete, you've been traveling the, the world? Quite literally. Good Lord. Yeah, I've been in Seattle. Fantastic. Yeah. West Coast, West Coast living. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Uh, you know, it's a great place to visit. It's beautiful. Yeah, it beautiful. really is. It's awesomely beautiful. And uh, the homelessness is alarming. Oh, this, we, I mean, we could go with that. This <laughs> podcast can take a different <laughs> turn. <laughs> let's, let's, let's keep talking about golf. All right. All right. Um, I'm sure everyone out there listened to our most recent podcast where the staff trip oh, was yes. determined... Pete, I, I guess I want to hear your, your thoughts. I mean, I, I'm going to do my best to only, only allow members of our team on the podcast until the, <laughs> you know, until the trip. We have to be careful <laughs> with what we say. We can't give them yeah. ammunition. I'm not, you know, not trying to give to... bulletin board material, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just curious, no, no, Pete. Like, no. like you, you probably went into that thing blind. You know, you're in Seattle. You had no idea what was going on. Absolutely. Yeah, was... Oh, it was, I mean, it was thrilling to... Uh... Hear you guys go through it. I love the way you improvise that, and uh, you know, thought to have these guys be captains, and you did a marvelous job. I mean, really, to keep me from being the last pick, I thought was uh, was really touching. Well, I you're told- the Godfather of golf. I mean, come on, <laughs> you're up there, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, and at 18, you know, it might it's possible that I could be competitive but it's kind of pathetic accepting all right that's important <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very important yeah i um i told this to pete line and yesterday was we were talking about you know the teams in the episode and i mentioned that there this was another um the second year in a row where we did the podcast and the other people in the room seemed to like fundamentally misunderstand the the handicap system because it was just like Pete Pete L obvious number one pick but if we had done our if you know half the podcast was arguing over the the handicaps and so in theory if we had done that that every you know it should have been a level playing field there should have been no no obvious number one pick but but it seemed like there was so we're still working on that well I mean I was guilty of that because there was a point where I remember looking up there and I was like, well, the obvious, obvious pick would be to go with the people that are of a lower handicap. But then it's like, but wait, that, that, that actually doesn't matter. It's more about who do you want on your team for maybe the culture or the uh, yeah. who you think would be a good pairing because the handicaps help level the playing field, like you said. So, But it was hard to get in that mindset so quickly to try yeah. and make a, a pick quick. You're yeah. like, well, they're ranked. Here's the top. Here's the low bottom. Like, okay, well, I'm going to go up towards the top if I can. Yeah. But that wasn't necessarily the the smartest yeah. thing to do. Because I mean, and and 
Pete, you know, made this point of like, you probably should take someone who has more strokes. Like that's, they're going to potentially be a better player. Cause if let's imagine Pete L is playing Steve in a nine hole match and Steve gets three shots and it's match play. That's pretty, that's you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if Steve makes an eight on a hole, like he's got three holes with a shot. And yeah. if he makes a par on those, ho- on those holes, which he's very capable of doing, then, he becomes a very, you yeah. know, a very, very strong player, and so it really doesn't allow any wiggle room no. for Peter L or the the lower handicap player. If you're going against that, if you're going to, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, you can't you can't mess up for nine holes. Yeah, that's yeah. a burden. Yeah, no, no, without question. You know, and that's what. Uh, uh, well, that's what we'll see. That's you right. know, played out. It, you know, it's a. You would think that, uh, I kind of think that, uh, you know, the better player is going to be able to handle uh, challenges like inclement weather, I think, better, don't you? Mm. Yes. Sure. Yeah, it's going to be know, cold. Because they're just stronger, whatever, consistently ball striking or, or in control of their ball. Sure. You know, with. Yeah, it's, it could be cold. You don't know. We don't know what's you know yeah. what's yeah. going to happen. It's no, no, end of October. But exactly. I mean, you know, some people are just mutters. Yeah, yeah. Got some grit. Yep. I've been practicing with a jacket on recently. Mm. I'm taking I'm taking this very seriously. Wow. You know, like, I got to be really used to idea. start swinging in the jacket again. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a different. It's oh, a different. Oh, so you've been practicing swing. even when like you didn't necessarily need to be. Well, luckily it was cold this last week, so it worked (laughs) out well. It's like, was it 80 degrees and and you're wearing a jacket? Yesterday, the wind was out of the west, so it actually wasn't windy out there with the sun. It was, although it was like 60, I think it was like 60 degrees, it felt like 70, and Mm. and I I had to take the jacket off. (laughs) I tried to keep it on as long as I could. Yeah, 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 yesterday, yeah. But Sunday morning was really, it was good to to practice with the The mornings had been... Mm. Well, and even yesterday, being being warm, as soon as that sun starts going down, it gets cold quick. Sure. Yeah. Especially you get in the shadows. Yeah. So yeah, I, I played nine holes this morning. At you seven, did? Seven oh, did you? Hey, gosh. Where yeah. did you play? Uh, Glencoe. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great. Just as the sun, that first hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Moses. You are looking right into the oh, sun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah right. going up the hill, <laughs> yeah. and the sun's coming up. <laughs> That's the hardest hole the golf course. I mean... <laughs> They have the pin in the front, and you think, "Oh, that's easy. It's it's in the front." <laughs> but if you get behind it, it won't stop until it hits the fairway. <laughs> so anyway, that's exactly what happened. I tried to warn them, but at uh, any rate, it was it was cool. Yeah, you had everything. I had uh, the the undershirt. I yeah. had the the golf shirt. I had this. I had a vest, Fancy. and it was perfect. You mm-hmm. know, you just yeah. stripped them off as the sun got higher. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It's a great time to play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm wondering. You know, I don't want to give away strategic, you know, advantages to the other team, but do we maybe go the opposite way? Like when it's 50 degrees out, we like practice in in shorts and a t-shirt just <laughs> to pretend. You know, get cold. You know, let's have the joints a little stiff. Get used to hitting it that way. <laughs> now, what would you propose that we stage this, or <laughs> that we actually do it in their presence? <laughs> no, I'm just saying I, I'm, we're these giving them. Are, idea. These guys are tough. Yeah, we're giving them. No, we don't use stage. They're hardcore. <laughs> no, we, we would just we would just do this on our own, but it would give them 
you know, we're giving some of our trade secrets mm, to I them see. of how we're going to prepare, you know. Yeah. It's like the New England Patriots. You well, know, we I don't hope. quite know how they prepare every year, but yeah, we know yeah. they're doing something right. Yeah, they're yeah. not wearing sleeves. Ah, uh, sure. You know, maybe like, ice. You know, ice little ice buckets. Stick our hands in. I don't get know. Get ready about for that, cold man. fingers. That's pretty. That's pretty miserable. <laughs> just saying, it really is, especially in this day and age. You know, know, you just got equipment. Great. No, 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 no. Our hands uh, are never going to get like that because we're going to have. A pair of winter gloves. I do have and those hand warmers. Yeah, yeah. Cali Golf sent us. But I, I, whenever yeah. it comes to like training, yeah, I always think of of the movie Rocky. Um, I think it maybe is the second or the third one. Uh, is the third one where he's yeah. going to, uh, against the Russian guy. Yeah. And the Russian guy's got all this equipment, and he's running on the treadmill with that gas mask on there to read his oxygen levels, and he's, you know, he's in a he's in a laboratory training and getting getting conditioned and then rocky uh goes out into the woods and he chops wood in the <laughs> snow <laughs> it's like and then he wins like yeah, absolutely like, yeah and you don't have to do the fancy stuff to prepare so maybe you just no, do... maybe we should do no um you know no swinging and just you know help the guys doing the construction like set up the scaffolding yeah and yeah stuff like exactly that. you know yeah. poles go right yeah go like right. if well, you bunkers. can balance i feel like we up your alley pete if you could you know, if you can balance the, the scaffolding and assemble it, like you'll have control over your golf club. Well, no, I think you're <laughs> you're onto something. There's no, yeah, you that's all with, you have. If to you do, do it with intention of yeah, how yeah. this could help your golf game, then we could just give lessons to the other team, and then you know they get feeling really good. But we've trained our minds, mm. you know, about the golf swing and their strengths and weaknesses, and then we just go out. Oh. Maybe I'm stretching too far now. Yeah. Uh, superpowers. Yeah, superpowers. Yeah, that's my three-year-old granddaughter. That's what she... Yeah, I got superpowers. Wow. So, um, Pete, what's on your mind uh, golf-related? Did you take... Did you kind of take a a break from golf? Th- three weeks? Oh, no, or was there, no, no, no. Was there no, playing no, no, involved no, out no, there? No, what, no, no, no. Okay. No, I was... I went to the... I attacked the golf courses. I went to... Uh, played... Um, I'd say a half a dozen times. Wow. So, yeah, twice a week. That's about what, the way it went. And, and uh, uh, played on the Olympic Peninsula and in the Tall Pines. It was just absolutely – elevation changes. I, my golf was just desperately awful. I mean, I was a, just a hacker and a slasher out there. And, and you know, if anybody asked me what I did for a living, I mean, I actually owned up to it. I thought – Man, that's really brave. <laughs> that is. You could have just been like, oh, I'm a retired accountant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should have lied. <laughs> so really, the one guy asked me, he said, so does your, uh, you, uh, you just with kids or? <laughs> <laughs> so what the, what the hell is that supposed to mean, man? Come on. Yeah, you couldn't That's be very so good, man. So you hit the ball like you hit. Really? Um, oh my gosh, I was terrible. Were but you, you know, were, were it you was playing a, lefty or righty? That day? lefty. Okay, lefty. No, it's just I've just been feeble. Uh, you know, in my golf swing, it's like, and some of it has been, uh, some of it has been uh, just sort of. Uh, wise, I think, on the part of my body that hey, I, I was just sort of hurling myself against the wall uh, until I got some more mobility in my and and 
understanding of how to move in through the pelvis and and to get some more range of motion in my pelvis and uh, less painful. And I've been so my brain's been somewhat reluctant to to uh, thrust in either direction to any kind of rotational ending. Uh, and so uh, I've started to get better. So my rounds were more about that. It was more about like, well, you know, how do I, can I do this on the golf course? Or, you know, can I use the golf course to exercise and just sort of sacrifice my game mm-hmm. to my physical yeah. fitness? And, uh, and at any rate, this morning, you know, as a, uh, I got out on the golf course and I was finally able, I found it in the round, to be able to, you know, go, go to the end. And then that changed, it totally changed my golf swing because it just gave it more width and tautness in the backswing, and I was just going forward. Mm-hmm. And I was able to hit the ball you know, reasonably well, like a, you know, a, a, an accomplished golfer instead of like, you know, an old, really just an old duffer, you know, really <laughs> unable to get any kind of ground force or body sequence going at, at all. So at any rate, it's been a, you know, it's been a, a wonderful, um, you know, time in my life to, you know, at least have the experience, you know, to go through that with enough uh, perspective not to, you know, get too prideful about it or yeah. not to think, be optimistic to think, hey, this is, this is on my way to getting better. Because mm-hmm. at times, you know, when you miss with a golf club, <laughs> you can tell, you know, it, it can look pretty, you know, pretty feeble. And, uh, you know, and as an athlete, that's, that's not what you're out there. You know, you don't want, you know, that's not why we came unless it is, you know, unless the arena becomes a little bit different, you know, to you. Uh, but you know, I watch guys hit the ball like you guys can. And I think, damn, I used to be able to do that, you know? And so it hurts a little bit, you know, as you go around and think, well, that's how much I can't do, mm-hmm. you know, but when you finally get down to what, what can you do? And you make a game from there, you know your your center of balance gets better. You know you 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 operate within the constraints of you know painfulness, and you know and you realize that uh, the exercise is making you stronger if you're doing it with mindfulness, even if it's lame. You know, and so that's the way I sort of. The game sort of pushed me in that direction, whether I liked it or not. Mm. That's yeah. what it does, you know. Hey, this is who you are, dude. Sure. Yeah. So what? What is? What's motivating you to like continue trying to get better these days? Because I can. Because I can get better. That's that motivates me, and and. To know that, uh, you know, that you're on a path that will, you know, make you stronger, I think that that assurance is, um, is enough because, because there's something really pleasurable about growth and about, you know, honest striving. Uh, and everybody who does it, you know, like Alex and Chris have been going through their gym work and Alex is forthcoming about the fact that 
hey, when, you know, you're not in very good shape, your muscles, and that's true of a muscle, you know, you feel kind of weak and whiny. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't do it, I can't do it. But when you get to a point where you can meet the task, then you're invigorated by it. You know, and, and Alex, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, pushed, put himself through to that point. And, and that's like, it reminds me, you know, athletics to me is like this uh, fractal that keeps repeating itself. Like when you start off running, you know, you get to a point, I mean, running is, is a lot of times hard for a while, and then all of a sudden it's effortless. Yeah. You get to a point in the run where, boom, you're, you found your rhythm, your body has gotten to a certain place, and then that's, boy, that was really worth it, right? I mean, getting, climbing that hill to get to that place is pretty not pleasurable sometimes. No. But you know you're going to get to that place, and so you, you just know that, hey, I just keep laying them down, and I'm going to get there. And that's what I feel, uh, you know, has been going on with me in Washington. It was like, whew, this is really uphill, you know? And then you get a few good shots, and so you knew, oh, I see, the pattern's in there someplace. Yeah. I just... I'm just not able, I'm not strong enough yet, or it's not clear enough in my mind. I'm missing a piece, but is, it'll get there. Is there any way to measure that, or is it kind of something like only you could like understand? Uh, I don't, you know, that's I mean, a good it point. It doesn't seem like you're trying to break 80. Maybe you are. Do you know what I mean? You're not no. like in the same way that someone. Who's no. never broken 80. It's no. like, that's what, I want to break 80. That's what I'm trying to no. do. That's why I'm practicing. That's what I'm doing no. this for. No, no, no. It doesn't sound like you are doing that. No, because that's not, um, that's not what you can control. Uh, you know, you just add those up. You know, really, I mean, really, truly, it's, it's of necessity, of the way the game has gone, it is literally a shot at a time. Mm. You know, because, uh, because, um, that's it. That's all. I don't have. I don't have more assurance than that. I don't. I feel like every time I go out, uh, you know, when I was strong, that when I swung at the ball, I was going to hit it. Right. I can't say that. Um, so. Um, oh, like literally, like <laughs> make contact with it to move it forward mm, in a like meaningful literally way. hit the ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not yeah, miss yeah. hit it so badly that you would lose three quarters of a shot, mm. you know, or more, sure. you know, or a shot. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it went that way. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, so, so when you're playing at that level, that's measurable, isn't it? Yeah. Now I'm at a level where, you know, when I play, I know I'm going to hit a, something that's worth three quarters of a shot every time I hit it, you know, or something mm. like that. Sure. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty measurable. That's cool. Yeah, we can we can try that, you know, and uh, because yeah. I think it, you know, that's another thing I bumped into, and that is, you know, the the goal setting. You know, smart goal setting, specific, measurable, relevant, um, uh, achievable, and you know, within a time constraint. But that's you know that that's a good way to do things. Well, it probably. I don't think that I've ever really set out like that to, you know, take, um, you know, a goal and say instead 
of like, oh, I want to break 40 to be able to, or, you know, to go through that process, to go through and measure some things. I think a lot of times what I, um, my measurement of things is something that you'd call uh, anecdotal. You know, like, oh, I experienced this. Well, can you do three out of five? Well, I don't know. I haven't tried that. You know, like, it's not that I don't try it. I I love playing games of five. You know, so I do, but but uh, but in this case, um, I feel like what I'm looking for. I found it this morning. It was like, oh yeah, I, my backswing will find itself when I when I focus on ripping through the ball. If I make repeated backswings, I don't have to try to put myself anywhere. It mm-hmm. goes there. Because of this forward intention, you know, this is the way, this is, you know, the way you sling it, right? And so once I establish this is the way I sling it, how I get it back into the backswing is of little consequence. You know, it's like throwing something back that I was, I was saying to you before is wide and, and therefore taut from the yeah. ground up so that when you move with your knees, there's going to be a connection that flows through the elasticity of your body that's going to go all the way out to that end point, and then it's, it's going to unfurl, right? Yeah. So whenever you do that, that's what I've been waiting for. That's what I've been fearful about physically, that I couldn't do that. Mm. And now, this morning in my walk out there, I let myself do it, and it didn't hurt. And it felt really good, and all of a sudden, power started to uh, grow out of the ground. Where a moment ago I couldn't, you know, hit the thing more than 150 yards in the air. All of a sudden, I'm I'm hitting it 30 yards farther. So, you know, proof is in the pudding. That's is that measurable? Yeah. It just broke through the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's as good as I can do. Yeah. Jansen, anything? What's on your mind these days? Um, Golf-wise, with your own game, you can maybe react to anything Pete just said. Yeah, uh, I think... This season's been uh I've I've gotten to play a lot more this season, which is which is good. I feel like um uh maybe not as consistently as I would have liked, but I've gone through little little patches where I I'll play two, three times in a week and then I won't play for a month and then I I'll play like four rounds back to back or have like more playing lessons uh that I can maybe hit a couple of shots during and or, or play along with. So so that's been great. Um the the swing feels feels good. I'm I'm kind of going back to a little bit of a feel that I had a couple couple years ago, or during it was kind of my pandemic swing of just kind of shortening things up and and not getting too loosey goosey back there, and that's allowing me to feel much like what you were saying, Pete. Uh, my ability to to sling it and, and and move through the golf ball, but I think there's some um, a little bit of uh, anxiety of what that might produce of something feeling a little something different back there of like oh can i actually still move through it even though i don't feel like i'm leveraging it the same uh but when i prime that motion and 
trust it a little bit more, just or maybe just not even try as hard to do it. Uh, it's been pretty good. It's been really good. So I'm excited for the next couple weeks or to, to go tee it up again. I'm actually going to go play later this afternoon with with a student at, at sunset. So that'll be the first time I get on the course with after a couple weeks of work um, on the swing. But previous to that, I went on a, a quick little golf trip with my dad over to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we played three times and had uh, got to see our cousins over there, which was fantastic. And I was telling my dad after the trip, it was, you know, the trip was revolved around golf. You know, my dad wanted to get out of the heat uh, down there in Texas. It was, it was bugging him. And uh, I said, well, come up here. It's perfect right now. So we we went over there and the trip was for golf, but it it turned out to be even more um, a better uh, experience just to catch up with all our cousins and family that's over there. I mean, we had these just big family dinners two nights in a row and it was just fantastic. And I have a couple of cousins over there that are my age and just fun to reconnect with them and, and whatnot. And so it was kind of funny how golf kind of brought us all together yeah. for, you know, the, the trip was intended for one thing and it turned out to be something else, which Isn't was fun. The golf was great, but, but the, the family was even better. So that was, that was pretty special. But from a golf standpoint, um, three back-to-back rounds it tested my endurance uh, mentally I think and physically but by the third round I felt really like everything was was pretty good it's starting to get better so that was nice that was you played really nice. three days in a row three days in a row how about so that 27 holes the first day 18 uh and then and then 18 bright and early the next morning that's so the way it was fantastic good yeah the first day the first day was was pretty fun. Uh, we played a course called the Mines. The greens were absolutely phenomenal, super quick, really undulating, big, uh, and everything in my game was like average. You know, hit it off the tee pretty good. Uh, approach shots and long game were were good. Wedging was eh, and putting was putting was great. And uh, and so it was just kind of summed up to be like I hit nine greens, missed nine greens, and shoot a couple over with a with a chip in. You know, so it was one of those kind of fun days of scrambling and grinding and, you know, facing some, you know, it was one of those courses where, you know, yeah, you hit the green, but like, that's when the job just starts, Uh you know, you hit a good drive, hit a good approach. And then you're like, well, that's, it's not over where if you go play Deerfield or some of these other courses here that are, they're good golf courses. It's like, once you get on the green, it's trying to make the birdie putt and you're moving on. Because yeah. the greens are just, they they roll true. They're all pitched from back to front. There's not there's not a whole lot going on, but these were like, hey, this thing's got four breaks in it and an elevation change, and so you better you better have perfect touch. Or this chip shot is like the most challenging pitch shot I've seen all year. Yeah. Do, can you do it? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. So it was it was mentally mentally great. The the other day we played this park district course, and I played with my persimmon. It's, uh, I played from like 6,200. It was just this perfect little, small little course kind of tucked away. And so that was, that was a challenge in itself to, to just hit the wooden sticks. And then, uh, and then the last day we played this course by the airport that was, it was fantastic. It was called Thorn Apple Point and it had a railroad track going through it and it was right by the airport and and on the lake. So it's, you had boats going by Mm -hmm trains coming through and then airplanes taking off every seven minutes just 
coming off. So it was, uh, there was always something going on to look at. (laughs) It was kind of crazy. I mean, did the airplanes make noise over you or? Oh yeah. Yeah. They were taking off right over. Oh my God. You had a three ring circus going there. It was fantastic. Hey, you know, I was just thinking about something and that is the, the validity and the wisdom of playing. Um, and I think it was your communication that, uh, inspired that when you said something about what would it take to play to par you know i think andy asked me that but the notion you know if you measured like you play played a round of golf on the course that you played with the greens that are like that if you played match play against par in some fashion it would be a measurement that was just as um that would be a measurement that was perhaps better than you scored a 45 or right. you know or a 38 or whatever it is because it's it's more like yeah I beat the whole beat me the course beat me you know three times and I I beat it five well, times that's a pretty interesting oh. way to look at it yeah sure you know I mean I mean really cuz you might yeah I mean if you're just playing stroke play out there and you you make a double and a and a couple bogeys but you have a birdie and a great stretch of it's like well okay well i only lost two down honest to god yeah, it's like all right well that's good let's see what i can do on the back yeah you know, honest to god why give so, that why give that big number you know uh yeah you know too much don't let it drag you down cre- too much come right? on yeah that's i, I mean i like that you know i competed with that hole you know, oh no, <laughs> I got taken down right away. <laughs> yeah. You know, I launched that thing into the into the mounds, and uh, you know, then had a terrible stance and couldn't couldn't get myself out. Yeah, I love it. You know, and yeah. you could add, I mean, you could add handicaps to that to what we were talking about earlier as well. Oh yeah, you know so. what? That's what my dad. That was a tragedy as far as I was concerned with my father. He, 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 I said, Dad, we can find a place to play from, right, where you could compete. Yeah. You know, I mean, a handicap, you know, the, a, a society, a golfing society ought to be able to become very creative in handicapping matches because they know the players. They know how far they can carry the ball. They know the likelihood of their, you know, and they – Right, so, so so they can do that, and I would take pictures of these places at Pine Valley. I said, "Why don't you know this would be a lovely spot? You know, it might have been it might have been sandy, but it was a perch, you know, and he could have played this Redan par three as a for instance from there. But but you know, like a lot of guys, he would not. He wanted to play a sanctioned sure. golf course, yeah. right? Yes, of course." You know, and that's and that's just that's fine unless you're playing in a in a golfing society that can say no 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 you're going to tee it up from the fairway, mm-hmm. you know, which in some cases would be where I'd have to tee up to play against Line and Weber. But you know, um, but you know, I'd still take the game. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's actually a good segue into, I know we're 30 minutes in, but this is the official topic of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> it's coming up. Um, I've been 
I've been watching these videos on YouTube um, that are, there's this YouTube channel called After School, um, school with like, spelled with a K. And he like takes these like philosopher videos and like illustrates them like on a whiteboard. You remember those old like, uh, like those UPS commercials? Did you, do you know what I'm talking about? And like the guy would just like draw like a story oh, on a whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, it was, I like, do remember cool. those. Okay, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, it's, well, that's a blast from yeah. the past. There, it's probably not the same guy, you know, drawing them, but but you know, inspired by the same thing. Yeah, and he his the favorite his favorite one is uh it's four minutes long or my favorite one is four minutes long and it's the title is life life is not a journey i may have talked about this before but he so this is alan watts like this philosopher is is doing the talking and it's his ideas and he says like the universe itself he says the universe is inherently playful meaning like it doesn't it's not like going anywhere in particular right do you know does that make sense yeah okay um and then he's he's like but the problem is we we imagine that like the universe or we've been taught that our life is actually like a journey rather than like a playful thing, right? Like you go to school and like you have to finish first grade, then second grade, then third grade. And then you grad, and then after that you have to go to college and you have to go to this and then you have to, um, then you have to go to a job and then you have to, you know, you got to earn your quota and earn a certain amount of money. And like, there's always this like next level, next level, next level, next level. And with the feeling being like, Oh, like once, once you get to that next level or once you get three levels from now, like that's when you finally made it. Right. But like, sure. We've, you know, you you never actually, you never actually make it even though we're like tricked into thinking that. And so he, he's kind of like life. So then you go through your whole life thinking you're gonna do all these things when he's like, when actually, um, it's better. Life is better thought of like, like a song and you're, you're meant to like to dance with it and to play with it as opposed to, you know, enjoy it as opposed to like always think it's about, you know, the next, the next thing. And so I've been thinking about that in related to my own golf game in that my, this summer has been like the best, my best summer of golf. Like I've shot my best round ever. I've had like multiple under par rounds ever. Um, but I don't feel like I am like, I don't feel like I'm enjoying golf anymore than you know, other big, like, times in my life. Oh, so even though you're playing the best you've ever played, like, you've had the same level enjoy- uh, of enjoyment previous years? Perhaps even more enjoyment previous even years. If Do you I think, think that it. it's just wow. a disappointment? There's a certain uh, sense of being disillusioned mm. by by the chase uh, or... or uh, I mean, now that you've got, because you, you've, have you got it? Have you arrived? Um, Is this what that's what sort of wanted? what it feels like? I, I don't, I don't know if disillusionment is the thing, because it was fun to, it's really fun to shoot five under. Mm-hmm. That was a good moment. That was a good moment mm-hmm. in my life. I think it's more that, um, I, you know, thinking, thinking back when the goal was like to break a hundred or to break 90 or to break 80, I kind of had the feeling like, or, or even, or to break par or to break 75, but I had the feeling that like, Oh, once I do this, then like, it'll be so much better. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so like, that was like the consuming thought at that time, rather than like to enjoy like the entire experience of like what I was doing. 
So like Pete, you, what you were saying earlier about like, you don't necessarily have a scoring goal, you know, like your, me- your measurement was, I don't know, power coming out of the earth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, it's, um, that's the, that's the, the wisdom of the incredible shrinking man, I think was that, you know, he, you, and there was a movie there was back when I was a kid, you know, it was like the ant and like other things like that. And this guy gets some radiation poisoning and is shrinking, but he finds some sort of peace, important peace in this and, uh, and realization like, like you're speaking about, um, but there is a, you know, there is a, there is the experiencing self, and then there's the narrating self, you know, and the experiencing self that plays that five under par round is, you know, glorying and, you know, in an optimal experience, in in maybe, you know, maybe also, you know, it, or, or it may not be. It may be a rocky ride, you know, where your ego is being chased by demons and stuff like that. Um, but in any case. Um, then there's the narrating self, you know, it's like uh, what did it mean and was it meaningful and what do I feel as, as proud about it or, or is there less worry in my life now that I've shot five under par or do I still feel insecure about the next time out, you know, and what does it, you know. So uh, I don't know, that's, that's sometimes what... Uh, you know what happens is you walk in and and uh, there is this feeling like, is that all? What? I don't feel as exalted having reached this goal as I, as I thought I would. I don't feel like. Well, I wonder how long the Atlanta Braves felt like they were the world champions. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, when does this, when does the page turn? You know, and and as you said the other day, you know, there's the bottom of the wave and the top of the wave. Right? Sure. It's all, yeah, yeah. It's all part of the wave. Yeah, it's part of the wave. Um, so, Pete, I'm, I'm curious, like, of what are, like, maybe, like, a couple of, like, you know, notable, like, golf times in your life? And, like, how did you enjoy or, like, not enjoy golf differently at those times? I'm I'm thinking of oh. like right now. Yeah. I'm thinking of when you were at Stanford, like initially, and you like were at least playing with Tom Watson or at the same time as him. Yeah, I was but then at also the same time, but I was at the bottom of the way. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then maybe is there another? Is there another like key moment? Like maybe in between there or before there? Or yeah. There was Mellis Park, and that was when I was uh, walking. Uh, when was that? Sorry. Um, uh, before I, that? After that or in the middle? That was... Uh, was it after college? Yeah, that was after okay. college. I was four, I was in my 40s, okay. I think, or late 30s. Yeah. And uh, I was walking. I was moping around the park, hitting balls, uh, and wondering why I wasn't as good as I thought I ought to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so... And, and I was, what does this mean? What do you mean? Like, what were you trying to do at this point in your life? Were you trying to, you know, make win tournaments or, yeah. like, yeah, I qualify for yeah, things? Yeah, well, hey, I want to shoot even par. I want to uh. shoot under par in tournaments. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shoot 76, mm-hmm. you know, or 82 or, you know, I mean, that that was my kind of my range. Okay, sure. Uh, and... Um, 
you know, and so that made me sad. So I was out one day with my sandwich, uh, you know, knocking three balls around this this pretty empty park that had soccer goalposts and, and uh, metal uh, 50-gallon drum garbage cans and outhouses and stuff like this and, and a pit, you know, one of these deep water tunnel uh, pits that uh, retain uh, flood water. And uh, so that was the day that I ended up aiming at the corner of the soccer goalpost and, and whacking this ball, uh, you know, in my sand wedge from about 60 yards away. And, and all I had in my mind was that corner of that soccer goalpost, and the ball <laughs> flew and ricocheted off the very spot that I had in my mind. And uh, at that point, you know, the next voice heard in my inside my head was, "Yeah, but did you swing right?" <laughs> so I, I thought, "Wait a minute, why am I thinking that?" And did I swing right? <laughs> 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 so anyway, that moment rocked my world, uh, mm-hmm. just in terms of like, there's a dichotomy, there's a you know a split focused at least you know those two like yeah you can take it from you can come at it from this angle or that angle and which gives you greater pleasure Mm. or which is more effective you know they're not sometimes they're they're not the same thing I, i taught a guy some years after that who was a virtuoso as a left-handed golfer he could hit the best shots of his life he could hit left-handed but he could not find consistency hmm. and he scored lower playing right-handed <sighs> okay yeah so there you go oh. so those were those are intermediate intermediate moments in that and then i went back and i played stanford in my in my 40s and i had uh uh, right before I went, I started asking myself, well, what, what will happen if you go there and shoot bad? What will that mean? <laughs> that in 20 years you've not learned anything? And so, so you know, my experience of that round was uh, joyous. You know, mm-hmm. it was a celebration. And it was also, uh, you know, hair, a hair-raising round. And... Uh, and so, uh, you know, so I would say those were the 20-year bottom and top of the wave. Wow. So was there, I guess, was, what's, was there a difference in your enjoyment of golf, like now, compared to when you were playing your best? Like when you were, I think everyone's, everyone's default setting is that, oh, if I shoot better scores, like I will just enjoy this. I'll be happier. But when I hear you talk about like your swing, which you've recently described as like a, I don't know, the, the engine taken apart and not being yeah. able to be put it back together. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still like, so, it doesn't sound like you're, you're moping around at this time in your life. It sounds like you're invigorated by, and, and enjoying the challenge Absolutely every minute right. of it. And, Absolutely right. Absolutely. But you probably weren't doing that when you were playing your best. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you that I had a really... Uh, enjoyable time through my you know uh i would say for late 40s through uh in my 50s i really i was playing i was playing golf that i felt very confident about and i felt very connected to the end of the golf club and my ability to 
use my body to make shots. And, you know, I, I, I felt like and, and, uh, that was the, the Stanford round was, uh, was really a launcher for that. But I, I played pretty creative golf. I, I was, you know, Fred Shoemaker's approach to playing golf. I mean, uh, I was very much aligned with that you know, creating shots and hitting different clubs and, you know, uh, and so I, you know, I got to be able to play golf like that. And, uh, but I still feel, uh, you know, that the command of your body as an athlete uh, and, you know, so that your body can do what your mind is envisioning is, is very pleasurable, uh, you know, and so that's what I'm, I'm I'm measuring um, you know my strength right now um, in terms of uh, my awareness of it and my my increasing competence and in being able to deliver it and also my understanding of clear understanding of of uh, of uh, po- the postures of the joints. You know, I mean, that's a that's a wonderful journey for me to to feel, you know, that I can move my pelvis differently now, and I can feel how much it's healing me to be able to move that way because I can feel the muscles stretching and complaining, and and I'm you know, and I I understand better how to move it with that pain, you know, and and uh, instead of exag you know exacerbating it to actually create healing, <laughs> I mean. That's a very confident feeling, you know, to, and that's a totally different relationship that I have to exercise now than I always did before because what I was always doing before was keeping score. Hmm. <laughs> it kept me away from really understanding the quality of the motion and the, and the enjoyment you can feel in the, you know, in the seconds and moments of moving like this. You know, and that's the way I, I'm approaching exercise right now. As I met some old man in Boston when I was out there on the first tee, he was just a guy who was swinging. He was an Indian man from uh, Calcutta, and uh, he's a doctor at, in Boston. And he came up to me and he said, all you need is yoga. Wow. And I, you know what, I mean, you know, when you do exercises, when you do postures, you know, it's, I mean, you can do them in ballistic ways, you know, and, uh, but, you know, having the mindfulness of, of, of a yogi or, you know, is what you're striving for, right, in whatever you're doing, because that makes it more, so much more enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, because you're fully participating in it rather than just like screaming through the pain, you know that you're breathing the whole time, so, so yeah, it's all about yoga, Andy. Wow, yeah. <laughs> okay, Jansen, what do you think about all this? Do you think? Yeah. Do you are you, like, is your happiness in golf tied to like, like, are you happier now than you were like three years ago, like playing the game? I just think there was something like, I, I think like breaking eighty for the first time is like the most exciting, like. I feel like that's like the sweet spot of golf because like there's so much more uh just like variance in the scores yeah. you're shooting and you know what I mean like yeah. like right now you and me are you shoot like basically the same yeah, scores every time. Yeah. It's a tight scoring dispersion. And it's fine. Like and it's good. Like I'm not not complaining about like you know 
consistently shooting in the seventies, which you know it might sound like, but but like when I, I guess I just like wish I enjoyed that earlier time a little bit more because it's just like yeah, it's exciting. You're still working like Pete, you're saying like you know getting better with your mind and, and controlling your body and stuff. You're still like doing that. It's just like at like maybe like a big not less of a fine tuned level, which I mean the results are actually like more dramatic. Like you're seeing more dramatic results faster when you're in that, in that mode. In that area. Yeah. But you still are like, Oh, I suck. Cause I shoot 89 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> yeah, like the kind of language that yeah. you yeah. would have about yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, I got that same excitement shooting under par, trying to shoot under par for the first time. Okay. So I think, I think those two, but I think, I think maybe for more of your, uh, I don't want to say average golfer, but like someone trying to break 80, like that's, that's a thrilling experience. And I think maybe someone that just wants to take that a little step further that maybe wants to play in college or is just a little more, I don't know, maybe they find found themselves breaking 80 sooner than they thought they would. And they, they want to try and go for shooting under par for the first time, I think is a very similar experience as well, which is cool. But I, my reaction to all this, I kind of caught myself asking myself this question was like the the same thing was, when I was playing what I, what was my best, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, did, did I enjoy that as much as I did when I played my very best, like in college or, or high school. And I definitely, as, as I've gotten older, I've, regardless of what I've shot, I've enjoyed the process of getting there to be able to do those things much better. Um, and I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know why that is. I think maybe, I've just learned or matured to not stress like little things or what other people think about me or how my swing looks or how I'm getting the job done. I feel like a place that I've always tried to strive to get to again is, is when I shot 29 that one time and I just like, there was no, I was not playing golf swing. It was, it was playing the course, Hmm. you know, I was like dancing. I was dancing with every shot and every golf and in the golf hole right? Oh, this hole is asking me to do this. I would love to answer that question for you. Here you go. You know, it was like one of those situations and, and, and the course threw some really tough questions at me, but I was like able to, to handle every situation that day. And, and, and so it's just this, this crazy, this crazy thing that happens to you out there where the stars align in the, in that, that is, it was pure bliss. Oh, you know, but how I, do you get, I don't think I've ever even come, I think I've come no. close to, to being in a similar mindset or having that experience out there, but it's been more, I think my goals were different. Hmm. So yeah. maybe the score didn't quite align to, you know, shoot 29 again or go, go super low and shoot, hmm. you know, 66, 67 or whatever. But, but I still hit the shots. I still answer the questions and I still like had a good time you know, navigating the golf course. Yeah. yeah. Cause I yeah. think I, I think I find more enjoyment now in the game of playing new golf courses, seeing new shots, sure. not trying to go to a course and like play better every time. Or like, Oh, I've played this course eight times. Like I should be going low now. You know, yeah. it's more, let's try to get a little rattled out there and, and like see something new and see if I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't, so, yeah. maybe you would disagree with this, but like, I feel like I've played with you and you've played better on other rounds, like, than the one you shot 29. Do you think you, was that your bet, like, you're absolutely, like, the best nine holes ever, like, for start to finish? 
No, I know it was scoring, but it wasn't like that's a good. That's a. You know I've I mean? asked myself I've, that a ton. I've had a round like that at like at Sand Valley where I shot like six under, six under, but I don't yeah. like count it as my best. It doesn't. Yeah. When I talk about my five under, I say that's the best round I've ever yeah. shot because like the Sand Valley was like you're in a magical place. It's like making like forty foot putts. Like everything was going in. Like the bounces were perfect. Like it was just like this is just a day you know, out of the star, you know, the stars aligning, which yeah. is different than like the shooting five under, which was like, Oh, I actually played really, really good start to finish. Like this was the score I should have shot that day. Yeah. Which I found it differently. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, uh, and maybe it's not a time, but like, do you just agree with that? Like a I general do agree. idea. I do agree yeah. with that. I, it's, okay. it's close. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that was incredible. You know I'm I mean? not trying to be yeah. like, Oh, that round wasn't that great, but no, I'm but more I, just talking about like, you. I guess like the theme of, we're getting to is that like we have all these ideas of like oh if only i could do could do this then i'll feel like i finally made it and like that doesn't really seem to be the case i would say i i think the 29 was about as crazy cool as it gets but i think there's plenty of other times like that same summer even this year where i shot a couple under on nine or or for the round and then Mm -hmm. like you know next week i shoot a few over on nine or a few over on, on a round, but I felt like it was a way better round of golf just cause maybe my, where, where my expectations were for that day, where my body was for that day, how I reacted to things, how I prepared for things. Yeah. And just like my, my process out there, mm-hmm. um, was way better. And the score really had nothing to do about it. It's just more like reflecting on the round. It's like, man, I felt really good about how that went today. Whereas yeah. even though maybe I played super well, it's like, I reflect on it. It's like, well, I could have done better. I could have done better there. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that's uh, so. Uh, a friend of mine years ago s- said to me, uh, "They play such a much better game over in the British Isles." And part of uh, part of it is what uh, you were talking about. You know what makes them great. And when you're playing on really rigorous days, I mean, it's pretty pl- clear to you. Uh, mm. You know how well you played right and you you wouldn't yeah. even score mm-hmm. it according to the score you 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 know every hole would be like you were saying uh, uh, holes asking you a question and you're battling so match play to par you know as a for instance would be you know a much more and and the the struggles that you're having when we were back you know having a pint together and uh, reliving all those moments i mean that would be you know, so much, uh, that's where the interest is, I think. Yeah. You know, tell me what you faced and, you know, what did you do? And, uh, you know, what was the question being asked? And, uh, you know, how did it tell me about that? You know, uh, that makes a great, you know, inspiring moment and mm-hmm. uh, actually turns it from how you experienced it to now how you're going to narrate it and tell tell the world about it, you know, what it meant to you. and and stir them, you know, and the opportunity to do that. When you ever hear Jack Nicholas or any great players, you know, talking, I love listening to Nicholas talk about, you know, moments in golf, and you'd love to hear any of those guys. Sure. Because, I mean, now you're talking about the guts, you know, of the moment and what it felt to them and what they, you know. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting reading or listening. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I think that might be a good place to stop. Thank you. Thanks, um, fantastic. Andy, always Thank great. you. Um,
All right, we'll talk to everyone next time. Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Come back. Well, here it comes. Come back.